Hey, everybody. Have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, I knew, insert player name here, was going to do that? Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution, the Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and esports events, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event. Meaning, if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well, each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also, code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. Episode 45. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon-Mendez, and this is my co-host, Nicholas Moran. How are you doing today, Nick? I'm doing all right, Jermaine. How are you? I'm doing pretty great. You look pretty awful, if I do say so. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? I've been road hard and put up wet today, but I'm here, and I'm ready to go. Responsible adult filling out responsible duties. Speaking of duties... Today's trivia question comes to you from Nicholas Morhan, and it is, who holds the single-season sack record for defensive backs? All right. And so, the answer is? Major League Baseball has some big news coming out today. <laughs> we got to start doing I that. Just, and the answer is just transition to a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah, so they, well, they, they, had two, they had two bits of news, Jermaine. Which one are you referring to? Uh, I'm going to go ahead with the least important one, in my opinion. Okay. So 2021 season may be delayed because they're looking to have all players, personnel, coaches, staff, uh, fans (laughs) inoculated with the COVID-19 vaccine that has recently been fast-tracked by the most trustworthy source of the FDA. Listen, the FDA has never seen us wrong before, but yeah, this is yeah, it, it it is. This is kind of the like the least shocking news in the world that it's that they're going to delay it till May. So yeah, it's whatever. Good, good job, MLB baseball, I guess, announcing it now so that like when we get to the start of the season, you don't have to you know BS us and tell us that oh no, the season is going to start on time. <laughs> All right, you want to take us into the other news for Major League Baseball? Yeah, so uh, a really, actually, a great thing, and, and a long time coming, right? 
the baseball announced that uh, from 1948 uh, prior, I, I can't, I don't know what the actual year span is, but from 1948 uh, prior, MLB announced that they are elevating the Negro Leagues to MLB status, which basically means that all the Negro League players that played from 1948 prior are now major leaguers and their stats, Satchel Page, Catfish Hunter. Um, oh Jesus, there's, uh, there's more and I feel like an asshole now because I'm forgetting them. But now their stats are elevated. So the guys that actually played major leagues, that played in the major leagues, their Negro League stats are now added and counted for their major league stats. So Hank Aaron's 1952 home run season. So unfortunately, right, that that was the major record that people and, and they they're basically using. Um, oh, I I can't remember. I think it's like Seams. I think it's like Seams database. And Seams database is a couple of guys who have literally been going through like old snippets of newspapers and finding box scores for Negro League games. And basically, that's how they're getting stats. Um, Willie Mays played for a season. I think he got uh, a home run and 10 more hits. Uh, so, like Jermaine just mentioned, 1952, Hank Aaron actually had 10 home runs into the Negro League. But because they chose not to count that, because Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in 1949, they chose not to count that because a lot of Negro League players then jumped to the MLB. That was the main subject of debate for this was that they thought that uh, the 10 home runs that Hank Aaron hit would put him over Barry Bonds for the career home run record. They will not be counted as 1948 and prior. It just it, it gives a little bit more stats to the to the Hall of Fame players uh, that came from the Negro League. So like it, it. It's a good thing. It's a, it's a good thing. It, and, and also with like, oh, good. Thank you, MOP. Thank you for doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah. Should have been done like a while the fact, Like well, the fact that you, that you put on the calendar, like you put, you had players play with patches on their jersey that was like celebrating 121 years of the Negro Leagues. But then you don't recognize them as official like stats. So this was kind of this was kind of that that final culminating step for them to actually recognize the Negro Leagues a, a, as an official league, major league status, where the stats where, where the stats are thrown in. Oh man! No, don't tell me. <laughs> All right, don't well. tell me. All right. So speaking of organization, rec- recognizing performance. Um, Club soccer awards were announced for the 2020 year uh, for mm-hmm. players of the year by FIFA, and they're headed to overtime, Nick. Um, Robert Lewandowski won the player of the year. Jurgen Klopp won coach of the year. And uh, Young Min's son won the Puskas Award for goal of the year. And that was where he went box to box, just yeah, just I deleted mean, seven defenders and then netted in the back. <laughs> you just actually, I mean, it was it was pretty much it was pretty much FIFA in real life. His goal, 
It was disrespectful, bro. I watched the highlight again today, and I was just like, oh, I've seen this play. And I was just like, oh, I could watch this play every day. <laughs> this play is just- yeah, this is this is a pretty good play. I like this play. <laughs> yeah, so they also announced the FIFA team of the year. It had three Liverpool players. No, sorry, three Bayern players, four Liverpool players. Um, uh, and and Alfonso Davies made it. Yeah, you know what? I actually don't remember the list, so <laughs> that yeah. might be. Well, that, no, I, I, I don't. I just remember. Uh, of course, I remember uh, Lewandowski. Uh, Alfonso Davies made it at left back, and Allison made it a goalkeeper, and probably Van Dyke made it at, at central defender, and Messi made it, and Ronaldo made it. That's so I say I don't remember it, but I really don't remember like f- three players on the team. <laughs> I don't remember who it. I mean, obviously they had Davies at left back, Allison at keeper, Van Dyke in the center, and the two wings were Messi, Messi, or the, the one of the wings was Ronaldo, and. But, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I, what you got to think that De Bruyne was probably one of the players of the year, right? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Let's see if I can find it. I think Bleacher Report did. Bleacher Report can eat a bag of fucking a satchel of Richards. <laughs> Said it's Satchel Richards. Uh, 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 Where is it? Anyways, I sent Lee. I sent E a picture of the league table for the Premier League because yeah. <laughs> Manchester United passed them today. <laughs> oh no! Manchester's what fourth now? We're sixth. Chelsea seventh. But you know that's right, how so we had we we had a little bit of a development in combat sports. Correct. And so I mean not much more has come out other than Dana White has said that Rose I'm sorry, Thug Rose Nama Yunus does not want a title fight. And then her husband I think his name is Ray Park uh, it's his co- her coach as well. Uh, came out to the news, right, to Ariel, I believe, Ariel Hawani, and was just like, that's absolutely not true. Um, why would any fighter not want a title fight? I don't want to air this out in public. They have my number. They can call me when they want to talk. And I was like, okay, so pretty much what's what it looks like right now is Wang Zeli, the Chinese uh, champion. She's a stud and might have had the fight of the year this year. I, in my opinion, she she had the fight of the year. And uh, so it's looking like she might defend against former strawweight champion Carla Esparza instead of Thug Rose. But we'll see. It, it seems like a lot of posturing back and forth. I don't know how to take this one. But I just thought it was interesting that because there's been a lot of talk about, you know, Thug's mental game leading into last fight. And I felt if there was two more rounds in that last fight, she wouldn't have won. So I'm not sure. I kind of questioned if her heart was still in it. But, you know, we'll see. Josh Jacobs is questionable to return. 
Good Lord. Yeah, I think I I think you and I both agreed on that, right? Is that after three rounds she won that fight and then she the next two rounds it was kind of just like going through the motions and she lost ultimately lost the fight in total. I thought she did, I, but she won the won the fight though. Okay, well she won it, but she lost it. You know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't everybody think- out there knows she she won it, but lost it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, that makes total sense. Yeah, one hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So they well, it's because their last fight it was three rounds. And if it would have win another two rounds, Thug Rose would have lost that fight for sure. For sure. That was that was against two. Uh, Jessica Andraj. Oh, that's right, Andrajne. Yeah, that was a good fight. Absolute great fight. I didn't think that Thug Rose won it though. For like, I just you're like dog. Look at her face. Look at her face. <laughs> I just remember keep laughing because you she kept saying that. Clapped. She got clapped. Dude, she got clapped, bro. Like those cheeks. Anybody who gets smapped in a fight doesn't deserve to win. Yeah. <laughs> Both so those I, girls Jermaine, are hard, though. So. Oh, dude, no doubt. I want to get your opinion. So the Supreme Court is going to hear the NCAA student-athlete compensation case in in 2021. Cory Booker recently uh, floated before Congress this thing called the Booker Bill, which basically greatly affects the future of the NCAA. Basically, is revenue-sharing, lifetime scholarships, and a school is responsible for covering the medical expenses uh, of a student if, if they get injured and no longer able to play. My question to you is, is this just because the NCAA is in the news right now? Like, why do politicians care about the NCAA right now? Uh, well, I mean, his direct quote was, oh, man, what did he say? It was like... It was, <laughs> We've we've neglected this for far too long, or something like that. I know I said direct quote, but I don't feel like looking it up. So I'm just. But he wants. But he wants votes. Oh yeah, for sure. The problem is, the problem with the NCAA is they they themselves went to the Supreme Court and asked for them to make a ruling. They themselves went to Congress and asked for them to pass legislation. I'm like, all right, you guys opened up the can of worms and now here it is. Now now it's time for your transgressions to come. Name, image, and likeness was part of this bill, right? They have 21 days to report uh, to the athletic department in which it will be stored in a private database what sponsors they go with. Schools cannot tell them what – uh, sponsors they can and cannot have unless state government creates laws that prohibit certain things, i.e. gambling, illicit substance. They're probably thinking marijuana in that instance, right? Athletes can sign clothing brand deals, right? Apparel brand. That is not the same as their school's clothing brand. 
Interesting. But but when they do team sponsors, so, so, so a so a Nike a Nike athlete, if he wanted to, could get a deal with Under Armour. If let's say you play for, uh, let's see who's so if you let's say you play for the Oregon Ducks, right? Okay. Obviously, a Nike school. Wait, was like Nike created there or something? I I don't know. I'd have to Google it. Um, okay. <laughs> um, but a the star player on that team si can sign with Under Armour. And anytime they're not doing team-sponsored events, they can wear Under Armour. But when they're doing team-sponsored events, they would have to wear Nike. They have to wear it. Yeah. Okay. But That's interesting. The one exception is footwear. So, let's so see. they could just wear Under Armour, uh, Under Armour shoes all the time. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So athletes would be able to sign deals with apparel brands that compete with their school's apparel brand. But schools can require them to wear school-sponsored gear during any mandatory team events. The one exception is footwear. So that means they could wear their sponsor's shoes instead. Interesting. So the revenue sharing... This is where it got outrageous to me. I was like, wow, this is going to be – this might be a real contentious bill in the, in the, <laughs> after all because athletes in sports that generate more revenue than the total amount of money that is spent on scholarships in that sport would be entitled to 50% of the money left over after scholarships are paid. So, for, exa for example, in FBS football – the commission would add together the revenue generated by all 130 football programs, subtract the total cost of scholarships at all those programs. Half of the remaining money would be distributed evenly among all players at the FBS level. The sports that currently generate enough money to qualify for this revenue sharing. Are you ready for that? Four, right? Yeah, uh, five. Football. Yeah, FBS, and basketball. Football, FBS, and FCS. Okay, so football, men's basketball. Uh huh. Women's basketball. Uh huh. Baseball. Yeah, well, that's it then. I was treating the FBS and FCS separately. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's there's four sports, but there's five things that qualify. Hey, we matter as baseball players. Yeah. <laughs> so it even covers agents in this, right? They can Jesus. get they can get eight <clears throat> athletes can get agents to hire to help them with group licensing fees, or they can get this commissions. Is, this is landmark if it gets passed. <laughs> One thousand percent. This is probably the biggest legislation that you know, sports is seen in uh, man since maybe they they broke the color barrier and I, that wasn't even really legislation. <laughs> like, Title ten probably. Title ten, yeah, that's a uh, dude. It's, it's it's just so huge. So they can get agents and commissions to help them, yeah. right? Medical care. So the way it works is, uh. They would contribute annually to a medical trust fund to cover the cost of medical injuries related to that sport and the athletes would be eligible during their college career and five years after it ends okay 
So then they specify that the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, <clears throat> they create a standard related to health, wellness, and safety. And that would address concussion protocols, sexual assault, long-term injuries, and more. And schools, this is the real kick in the dick, schools that violate the standards, which is rampant when it comes to sexual assault, would be subject to fines of up to 30% of their annual athletics revenue. So for Power 5 school, it, it equates to tens of millions of dollars. I was about to say there, this. This might be the final dog in the or the final nail in the coffin for Power Five to leave and form their own uh, their own super their own super conference. They, I think, the top schools should they should break away and create their own legislating body. Body, in my opinion, I think they would they could come up with better, more fair rules to all parties than this. This is super. This seem this feels kind of stacked. This seems stacked in the student athlete's favor. Yeah, which no doubt. I'm not totally against, but this one I do like. So this one they they so they give lifetime scholarships. Right? So until they finish their undergraduate degree, but they do have this stipulation as long as the athlete maintains a GPA of two point two or higher, right? And they have to be in good uh what do they call it? Good academic standing. Uh, yeah. 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 And so schools can't discourage athletes from taking certain classes or participating in certain extracurriculars. And those that do can face 20% in fines of their annual revenue. It's up Jeez, to. That's obviously, math for you. Obviously, it's up to. Right? That's not like the minimum it's just like that's the maximum they can do one percent if it's they find it not that egregious but we know how people's judgment is in this a hundred percent and then you have transfers and drafts right and this was this caught my eye and i was just like about fucking time you ready athletes would be athletes would be allowed to transfer schools without facing penalty wow what a novel concept, right? So, After- so actually, so, so connect the dots, right? You saw it. We just we just finished up the early signing period for recruits, right? A lot of uh, schools have not signed their twenty five guys because of this rule. They want to see if it passes because a lot of kids will enter the transfer portal if it does. Yeah, definitely. And here, here's one interesting thing, right? Because we kind of started with this beefy topic in the NCAA portion of today's podcast, but they already came out and said Division One transfers for all sports get blanket waiver to transfer and play immediately for the year of 2021. Crazy. So NCAA is already see, kind of seeing the errors in the way. They've already lifted a lot of stuff when it comes to name, likeness, and image. Now they've done this immediate transfer for 2021, and it's kind of like that that awful cliche. I don't know when anyone would ever do this, but it's like you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. You know what I mean? So like once you start yeah. it, you can't you can't pull that back. Not very exactly. easily, anyways, or not without causing an uproar. So so not without they, getting toothpaste over your counter. 
<laughs> so the to go into more detail on the transfers, right? Athletes would not be able to transfer during their sports season, right? To play immediately, like you could transfer still, but you wouldn't be able oh to play. Immediately. Could you? Could you imagine if Trevor Lawrence was like, "Nope, I actually want to go play for Oklahoma against"? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before the before the college football playoff, exactly. and then and then athletes would not be able to transfer. Uh, 45 days leading up to the start of the season. So you would have to make your decision about a month and a half, you know, a month and two weeks before season tips. Or season oh, darn. Kicks off or whatever. And then so here's the other thing that refers to drafts. You can enter the draft without losing your eligibility. That's and the it, part of this deal that I'm really like – Roster management, right? Both in the pros and in college. I don't understand where this one goes. Yeah. And here, here's the real crazy part is <clears throat> they think they can have this done in the first half of 2021. Craziness. So if, so, so if, a, if a college player comes out and says, I want to participate in the NFL draft, and he gets in it, and then he goes, you know what? No, I'm going to withdraw. Yeah, I, 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 it doesn't say specifically what happens if they are drafted, but it says it does say this, and it kind of it's kind of ambiguous enough to say like even if you're drafted, right? <laughs> so this this we could apply to a question that I'm going to ask a little bit later. Um, even if you're drafted, the ath- and the athlete decides not to turn pro after entering the draft. They would have to let their athletic director know they are returning to college within seven days of the draft ending. Makes sense, yeah. So it doesn't say even if they're drafted, right? It just says if they decide not to turn pro after entering the draft. So here's my thing. If you're drafted number one overall to the Jets, but you decide not to turn pro, do the Jets just lose that number one pick? That's the question, right? Or do they have to spend it on somebody else? <laughs> Dude, that I don't think you can get trapped. I th- I don't think if your name is called, you can go back. I just don't think that like there's no way that could happen. Trevor but Lawrence just walks across the straight <laughs> the stage and keeps walking. Roger Goodell actually, actually, really, actually really he just walks to Dabo who puts another Clemson jersey and a hat <laughs> yeah, on him. Yeah, he's come yeah. back for one more year. He walks up to the mic. He's like, this season, I'm taking my talents to Death Valley. <laughs> taking my talents to Clemson. You're already on Clemson. All right, I'm staying on Clemson. Yeah, and so this is the last and final part that – and he said – I, you know, I'm going to paraphrase this quote again because I don't feel like go- searching through this article that I have pulled up. But he said that – uh, having this law passed with no com- commission of oversight and enforcement is essentially uh, a weightless piece of paper. So part of this bill is a commission would be created, and it would consist of nine members with various expertise and back- background. The members would serve five-year terms, at least five of them would have to be former athletes at any given time. 
no university or athletic department administrators would be allowed to serve on the board. Except the ones we choose. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But here's the thing. Like, it's going to be a player who serves on this commission board, and then he's going to go be an AD. You know what I mean? The commission would collect and publicly share an annual report from every college athletic department, both public and private, that outlines their finances. The reports would include their annual revenue, their expenses, including coaches' salaries and booster donations. Wow. This bill does not fuck around, bro. Nah, dude, and not at all. There's a lot of really good stuff on there. I think the only thing I kind of scoff at is 50% revenue sharing. Yeah, but between between a, a, a school that has 13 varsity sports and you're saying for three of them or for four of them, right? Those are the ones that have to split revenue 50%. I don't see it happening. Yeah, but it's only so it's only 50% with the players that play that sport, though. But 50, yeah, I understand that 50% is a lot of money, though. Yeah, that goes to that, that goes to like growing their facility, that grows to, to goes to like uh, the other sports. And if you take 50% of that away to share with the athletes, well, now. Maybe baseball gets left off that list. Maybe women's basketball gets left off that list because they're not real cash cows. Yeah, that's that's the thing that the 50%, they don't realize. Like, a lot of money is spent on players themselves already. Like, it's the amount of money that's put into nutrition and training programs and, you know, making sure all these kids have playbooks and the latest gear and the latest equipment. And then they have to have the state of the art facilities, like the one that Clemson built with the slide and the VR room and the sleeping rooms and the study rooms and the coaches session and the outdoor area where Dabo can have like team meetings (laughs) and they have hot tubs, jacuzzis, their human performance staff. Like, man, it's it's kind of crazy to me that they would take 50% of what those schools would earn. So I'm not entirely sure. That, that might be the pushback right there, though, that 50% is probably going to be the sticking point. It's not really the other benefits that they're probably like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. We'll do that, blah, blah, blah. And I don't really know how they handle medical costs now if you get hurt in school, but I can't imagine they just leave you high and dry. All right, have fun with that ruptured knee. <laughs> yeah, that's – Have fun with that knee that's backwards there, star running back, or you well, used to be star running back. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I, 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 I think that's, I think that's going to be the major sticking point, right? Is, is the fifty percent uh, that you have to do basically revenue sharing, right? So there's only twenty colleges out of the three hundred and fifty Division One, twenty Division One colleges that turn a profit every year. Say so that you're one telling more time. me, say that one more time. There's only twenty colleges in Division One. <laughs> 
that turn a profit every year. So you're telling me those 20 colleges basically have to subsidize the other 350. Socialism, bro. Socialism, but capitalism at the same time. Yeah, it's capitalism to fund socialism. That's exactly what it is. Boom. Aren't we great? Us us in our democratic republic. It's, All right, uh, Jermaine, talk to us. Talk, talk to us about basketball news. Basketball. All right. So, uh, one one last thing before we move to the NBA. Supreme Court is set to hear the NCAA student athlete compensation case in two, 2021. This is a separate case from the congressional bill that was being put together in Congress right now. So, Supreme Court, outside of the legislation that uh, Booker is trying to piece together, uh, can hand another, you know proverbial nail in the coffin to the NCAA with this case. But this is what I was talking about when I said that the NCAA has asked them to, to, to take a look at this case. And that's the case that stems mainly and focuses mainly on the name and likeness and image, you know, like Michael Jordan didn't allow people to use his shit without him knowing this is kind of like that. So, We'll just move on to the NBA since we already covered that ad nauseum and gave the whole details. Uh, what, you know, was Boardman got paid last year? This year is what? The freak, the, the freak gets, gets a leak? I don't know. I, <laughs> the Greek freak gets, uh, gets some leak. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Freak a leak. <laughs> Freaksy freaks a leak. Giannis Antetokounmpo signed a five-year, $228.2 million contract, and it is the largest in NBA history to stay with the Milwaukee Bucks. And every team just let out a collective sigh of despair. Yeah, it's pretty funny because there was so many teams linked to him that wanted him. And a lot of the things that I read about from his meeting with his agent and the GM and the owner, essentially, you know, all the Milwaukee Bucks is that he walked in and showed them his cell phone with all the text messages from players in the NBA already starting their recruiting pitches for him. Damn. What a fucking major flex. And then he literally that, walked in. He said, he said, you pay me or I go to these teams. And but the Bucks were already the Bucks actually came to him and walked into the room set at the largest contract they can give him. They can't go any higher than this contract. Oh yeah. And so yeah. in that meeting, Giannis shows them those texts, and then Giannis leaves that meeting and he I don't know if he put out a statement or if his agent said something or <coughs> excuse me. Whatever. Or or anything like that. But he essentially said, I signed this contract in hopes that I can attract free agents to come here. Oh yeah. Cause so he wants he wants to make Milwaukee the nice summer destination for everybody. <laughs> That's exactly right. Cause the wintertime ain't no joke up there. Come to Milwaukee. We have stuff. So one one thing that I noticed from this or you know not not that anything's happened from it but one thing I, that crossed my mind is like is this the start 
of the end of the player movement era. You know what I mean? Like players will still move. Superstars will still move, right, via trade. You know, I mean, the James Harden saga, which we'll touch on here in a second, is is just an, just an epic as if it's written by Homer. You know, so it's – but I'm just starting to think, it, can we see a trend where these players start do start inking these contracts in hopes of luring other players to come play with them to build up their legacy? Cause, so what you're saying is maybe, maybe a little bit of a hometown not discount? Yeah, exactly. They might be going the more Kobe route where they can – they're trying to cement that franchise specifically because I know a lot of players have had that mindset. Like Russell Westbrook did have that mindset until like they came to a mutual understanding to trade him to Houston, and now he plays for Washington. Damian Lillard um, in Portland, they will – Damian Lillard will have to be killed in a Portland Trailblazer jersey before he's traded. Um, you know, so it's it's things like that, and I'm just wondering if we're going to start seeing more and more players kind of want to build that, like because they saw the love and outcry that Kobe received because he made such an impact by doing it that way. So, and I'm and I'm sure Kobe had multiple offers to just go other places. Um, had multiple texts <laughs> in his phone to like, hey, come come play out here. Yeah, Kobe. Actually, almost tried forcing a trade at one point. So, let's go. Let's go. Papa just cashed. Papa just cashed. Papa just cashed. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, they won. 30-27. Hell yeah. yeah. Let's go. 30-27. Papa just cashed. Papa just cashed. Oh, no. I won. No. Wait. Hold on. You have Chargers. Chargers won 30-27. Yeah, everybody's a winner. <laughs> everybody's a winner, kids. <laughs> Come on down. Right. The board man gets paid right on the All express right. line. All right, so talk about James Harden real quick, and then on the topic of of sports picks, we're gonna go through our 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 week uh, our week fifteen picks. Okay, so uh, NBA trade deadline set for March twenty fifth. And that is probably around the time James Harden will get moved. The Houston Rockets have done a great job of creating and generating buzz in the media at the end of the preseason, right? So preseason's last game is being played today between the Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings. Steph Curry versus De'Aaron Fox, yada, yada, yada. Nobody cares. It's preseason. Let's get the games going. But James Harden really, 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 really wants out of Houston. Houston really, 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 and he's really, 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 and he's really, 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 really not going to be able to get out of it. And he's not. But Houston today started leaking stuff to start getting buzz going. They leaked that they're now expanding their trade talks to other playoff contenders other than Brooklyn and Philadelphia, which you should have been fucking doing from the beginning. Then no there doubt. was a then there was a report from before that Houston trade talk came out, right? So this is the order it came out. Daryl Morey comes out and says, "We have no interest in trading for James Harden before the season starts. We want to see how our two young pieces do together on the court no in doubt. the new system." And so he wants to see Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid in the new system with uh, Doc Rivers. 
So he's like, we have no interest in paying anything other than bargain aisle prices for James Harden. And I was just like, I read that and I was just like, oh, shit. They said, you ain't getting shit from us. Here's some, here's a little salt bay flex on you, bro. Fingers out, sprinkle that salt. Daryl Morey trying to get fucking James Harden on the cheap. Yo, Daryl Morey's playing hardball. So Daryl Morey reports that. His understudy, current GM of the Houston Rockets, is like, all right, Daryl, I see you. All right, hey, let him know this. They expanded, they cast the net wider for teams to trade with besides Brooklyn and Philadelphia. Then, who knows if Houston leaked it? Who knows if it's somebody close to Houston leaked it? But then, reports of Ben Simmons, James Harden swap has come up. <laughs> and I was just like, why would the Sixers entertain that? It's insane. Yeah, Nobody wants idea. Fat Harden, bro. And Fat Harden in Philly would just be eating cheesesteaks all the time. Like Thick Boy, Thick Boy Club, three seasons. Yo, speaking of cheeks that clap, James Harden, bro. <laughs> James Harden. No doubt, dude. When he's running down the oh, the court, those fuck, he's, he's going to be fucking Fetty whopping them cheeks. Boy needs two seats on an airplane. <laughs> his his oh. his ass is boy. Then Daryl Morey comes out after that Ben Simmons news comes out, right? Because he's just like, oh, fuck this kid. I taught him everything he knows. How dare he slander me with my own techniques. Daryl Morey comes out and he says, we never entertained the idea of trading Ben Simmons, right? How many times have you heard that from a GM? Never. I want to, Actually, every time I've heard it, he's been completely true. <laughs> Until they do trade him, <laughs> like that's until they trade him, and then they, and then they were they were true back then, and they're true now. <laughs> so the James Harden saga continues. He will not be moved. I don't think he gets moved this season at all. I think he plays the season as a rocket. I think the announcer that saw Christian Wood dribble court to court as a center and yelled or exclaimed. Who needs Harden for the Rockets is probably an idiot. But definitely an idiot. This will continue to loom over the Houston Rockets. It's going to be toxic as hell. And ironically enough, they're still going to win games. <laughs> That's, I bet you everyone's expecting. And probably be a pretty good basketball team. Pretty good. Pretty good. They might, they, I would still expect them to be a bottom half playoff team. But their yeah. their range of outcomes, which is not what you want to hear when you're talking about a team going into a season, you don't want to hear range of outcomes being uh, top. You want to hear seeding, you know, top ten pick or bottom half playoff team. That's not the range of outcomes you want as a general manager, as an owner, as a franchise, as a star player. So this is going to be a really interesting season to watch down in old H Town. H Town. I agree. All right, so let's move on to the NFL. And uh, we'll go ahead and start with our head-to-head picks. Are you ready, Chachi Chacherson? Oh, I think we lost him. I think we lost still him. There? Are you still there? I'm nope. still there. We're good. We, okay. we, we, the, the connection looked like it went out for a second. <laughs> I was just like, uh, I asked if he's ready. No, we're good. Like, 
Little, yeah, uh, te- technical dif- te- technical difficulties on the podcast. That's that. Our that, first. Our that's first. that boo boo a boo boo hut net. It's a. <laughs> so it's a, it's a, it, has not. Nah, it, nah, it's that Huawei net, dog. <laughs> Don't say anything too bad, dude. Huawei's going to fucking shut us down. <laughs> All right, so to recap our head-to-head rec- record, I'm 11-4-1. leading. Nick is 6-10. and 10. He's leading if I'm we're scoring the overall competition. No, you're not. Not even in units. Not even what in units. What a great what I am. You six wins, all dogs. You're still not winning in units, bro. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you, bro. All right, JC, you got the first pick this week. Go. I got Kansas City Chiefs minus three on the road in New Orleans. Jesus, Kansas. That, I, that's a great bet. I love it. I got Miami Dolphins minus one and a half this week. <laughs> They're, we're talking about revenge game. Didn't they lose to Cam in the, and the Patriots week one? Lost. Give Ooh. me it. Give Ooh. me it. To attack a Tagovailoa about to be slanging that rock all over Stefan Gilmore's base. A fresh Parmesan. All right. I got Cleveland Browns, New York Giants over 44. The Cleveland Giants, New York Browns game. Okay. Over 44. I have the, you know what? I'm going to save, I'm going to save my money line dog of the week for you later got, in the broadcast. You got roasted for Miami Moneyline dog, bro, versus the Chiefs. <laughs> you got roasted, bro. It was so close. <laughs> it was close because they kicked a field goal at the end of the game. <laughs> it was still a nine-point game. Good team you win, did, great team cover. You didn't have the points, bro. You didn't have the points. Well, I did in my bank account. <laughs> um, I'm going to take Tampa Bay Atlanta over 49 and a half. I hope that one doesn't hit just because I hate those teams. Both of them. I hope I hope it goes under. I hope it goes under one. I hope I hope at halftime the the field floods and they can't finish the game and they have to call it. I hope I hope they score no points in the first half and then they all are just the the Mercedes Benz Stadium just becomes a fishbowl. <laughs> Did you ever play Final Fantasy Ten? No. Oh man, they have blitz ball and it's you play in a sphere of water, dude. It was such a wild game. That's How have awesome. we not invented that yet? What are we doing, scientists? Because because we we're working on a COVID vaccine. Yawn. That causes cerebral palsy, bro. <laughs> Yo, when I read the headline, it has a favorable safety profile on a vaccine. I was just like, all right, guys, <laughs> stuff that's not a good thing. I don't know. Back hey, listen. Hey, listen. <laughs> you got to let the first strike go. All right. The strike where you can deal with one strike. Favorable vaccine. Like- it only gives you cerebral palsy. I love that it's like, all the symptoms are the same as that of COVID. And then it's also like may cause death. <laughs> I'm like, COVID may cause death. What's going You're on like, here? Wait, why? So why am I getting this vaccine? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, hopefully it works, dude. I'm all for it working, but it's just Let's it's hope. comical. All right. So Hashtag I, wave three. I actually went uh, off my rocker for my third pick. Oh, yeah. 
And uh, I decided to go Tennessee minus 11. Yeah, baby. Versus the Detroit Lions. I will regret this pick, but I love it. So my money line dog of the week is going to be the Washington football team. They're getting a win this week. They're my money line dog. And they're going to so, get, get a win. That's so funny. So for those of you at home, we're going to give you a little peek behind the scenes here. Behind Nick the curtain. I, Nick and I. Pay no attention to the man in the mask. Alternate picks. We alternate. So I went first this week. And as I was going to pick my second pick, I was just like, I love Washington plus six. And I said, but Alex Smith isn't playing. So then I went with Browns Giants over. And he hits me Washington football team money line. And I was just like, all right, my COVID pick has to be what I loved. But I couldn't ride at the top three. And when Washington football team. Jermaine was down on the ground. He was down on the ground. And sometimes you just need a guardian angel to come in and pick you up and say, it's okay. Bet it. It's okay. And because I know Nick is that guardian angel, I just flushed money down the toilet. My COVID pick is a terrible pick. It's the Bengals plus 13. They're going to lose by 27, but it's the Bengals plus 13. Why didn't you do Jets plus 17? Because I hate the Jets, and you know this. You lost enough money on them already? I have I have lost enough money just betting Jets spread and money line that I'm done. I mean, Jets plus 17 versus the Rams, though? No, no, not not good enough. So that's not good enough, but you'll take Bengals plus 13 versus the Steelers. Listen, Jets plus 20 was the highest I'd take them at. <laughs> was the lowest, you mean, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> All right, good talk. Good you talk. figure it out. <laughs> For those of you at home, you figure you, it out. You at home, you figure it out. <laughs> All right, so we already mentioned this in the NCAA talk, but I just want to get get a little more shine on this. The media is already starting their blitzkrieg of, of Trevor Lawrence to spurn Jets <laughs> if the Jets get the number one pick. As much as I want to see an Eli Manning Philip Rivers draft day swap, it's not going to happen. So you think Sunshine from Remember? You think Sunshine from Remember the Titans goes to the New York Jets? Sunshine, he's going to the Jets. The Jets are about to pay him a bag of money with three dollar signs on it, and he's and he's going to be like, "Ooh, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> Scrooge McDuckian money. 100%, dude. He's about to buy an 80-foot vault and just put all his money in there and be like, I'll play quarterback for the Jets. Fuck it. All right. So there you have it, folks. Those are our head-to-head picks for this week. Nick is slated to go 0-4 while Jermaine goes 4-0. Book Here's the hope. First. I, put, I parlayed my four picks together, and it was $240 payout. It was what? A two hundred and forty dollar payout for ten bucks for twenty bucks. Oh Jesus! So if it was a hundred, that's a good slice of uh, that's a good slice of chocolate cake right there. 
Well, pizza money. If I would have put pizza money on it, it'd be twelve hundred, bro. Yeah, you should have put a little pizza money. I don't have the stones. I need it to bet championship weekend, bro. <laughs> All right. So last question before we get on to find them and cut them and, and uh and trivia. You ready? Yeah. Are you hyped for Simba? I don't like. I guess. <laughs> I'd love how. Everyone, I don't know. I don't even know why they're reporting on this kid. Can you tell me why? Like, so so Jermaine when Sim when, when Jermaine says Simba, he means Charlie Woods. Charlie. Yeah, I think it's Charlie. Charles. Charlie. Jeez. I don't even know. I don't even know. But apparently, it's news when he plays a round of golf with his father. They were just hitting. They were just hitting practice shots. They were on their driving range today. They weren't even golfing, golfing. And I was just like, he's 11. Why is the media losing their yeah, mind? He's 11. Tiger started when he was like a, a month old, and he was putting balls from uh, he was putting balls on Augusta from 18 feet out. Tiger was winning money off John Daly at the age of six. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. I don't want to hear this Charles Woods going out to the golfing, going out to the golfing range with his dad. I want him stories where he's betting John Daly or John Daly's kid, right? Continue the tradition. John Daly's still alive, so go bet him. Go bet him and win. Isn't I uh, a story that like Tiger Woods won money off John Daly when he was like six years old. Oh, dude, I thought I made that up. <laughs> If that's a Maybe real story, is this is this art imitating real life? Yeah, if that's a real story, it's subconsciously in my mind. I don't even remember reading that. All right, but, talk, talk about the Fireman Cut. I'm going to look up if this is an actual <laughs> if this is an actual story. All right, so for this week's Fireman Cut, it's kind of a culmination. The Los Angeles Clippers are a shit show. <laughs> Before they fired their head coach, they signed Paul George to a mega contract. They were investigated for, you know, financial foul play before the 2019-2020 season in regards to the signing of Kawhi Leonard. And it was that was centered around Kawhi's uncle. We'll call him Uncle Rico in this case because I forgot his name. But see those mountains. But what? Uncle Rico, see those mountains? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now the NBA – so TMZ just recently reported a story that a man – I should probably definitely get this dude's name, so let me look that up. Uh, brought a, man. a lawsuit uh, Brought a lawsuit against Jerry West and the Los Angeles Clippers for $2.5 million. That man's name is Johnny Wilkes. Uh, he's the great 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 grandson of John Wilkes Booth, and he says Ooh, that yikes. he helped push Leonard towards the Los Angeles Clippers franchise. So, what he said in the lawsuit is that he immediately went to work and began convincing Kawhi and Kawhi's uncle the Clippers were the right team for him after he had just left the Toronto Raptors. So I don't actually understand where the issue is if he said immediately after he left Toronto Raptors. So he was a free agent. Yeah. So I, how guess, is it- I guess I guess yeah. the issue is with, with the fact that he was promised illegal benefits is really what it gets down to. 
right? So Wilkes says he told Western Clippers they needed to – he said they needed to get Paul George first and foremost to hook Kawhi. He then says he helped connect West with Kawhi's uncle. Wilkes also claims in the suit that he gave West a specific game plan for how the Clippers should pitch Kawhi during an important meeting with West, Leonard, Doc Rivers, and others in July of 2019. He's not a robot, right? Like, he can make his own decisions. Like, regardless of whether you give him a specific plan, like, isn't he a grown man who's a free agent? Like, where is the tampering in here? I don't get it. He was a free agent. Yeah, but my thing is we're finding them. We're finding two things in this scenario. Yeah. We're finding NBA's tampering rules because they don't don't work when – you have Giannis or makes sense. Show, or really or makes sense. When you have Giannis showing well, hundreds, hundreds of text messages to his GM. And or you have LeBron James actively texting his friends, hey, we should form a fucking team in Miami. Yeah. I mean And they didn't get angry at that, so Yeah, and then we're finding and cutting the Los Angeles Clippers. Okay. Because with both. Because they're a mess. They're Listen, just a first mess. Of all, how about you not go through Kawhi's uncle and you just go through Kawhi and you're like, hey man, what a great franchise we have. Yeah, I don't understand the whole thing. There, there was an issue. So Jerry West, uh, of course, he says I'm not aware of any lawsuit being filed against. Oh, me. Jerry, and I deny engaging in any improper conduct in connection with the signing of Kawhi Leonard. So, I mean, the jury's still out. I am reading from a script. My name is Jerry West. I am a robot. <laughs> and then the other thing is, excuse me, the lawsuit filed by John Wilkes is replete with inaccuracies and the allegations are baseless. The Clippers are fully cooperating with the NBA in its investigation, which is standard when these types of allegations are made. They are providing the NBA with evidence that the allegations are false. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so he, the article ends with this little fun little fact. And it's the fact that the NBA stripped the Minnesota Timberwolves of five first-round picks in 2000 when they circumvented league rules to sign Joe Smith. Joe Smith? Jeez. I know, exactly. That's, that's, a, a, that's a terrible player to be worth. Like, Kawhi Leonard is worth probably worth he's probably you could probably justify five first round picks for him Pro- not, nah. not Joe Smith but Joe Smith let's <laughs> <laughs> find and cut Joe Smith find and cut the Timberwolves for tampering to get Joe Smith yeah that's it <laughs> anyways we're gonna leave that one alone but the other, and then it ends with if the Clippers did anything improper related to Leonard, then they could face an even heavier punishment considering Commissioner Adam Silver has emphasized the importance of following the anti-tampering statutes. Yawn. Who cares? NBA players tamper all the time. Dude, it's like it's status quo with the food. <laughs> Seriously. So you're going to be like, oh, yeah, you guys recruited – you guys literally recruited – Kawhi Leonard, and you're going to be like, you guys were tampering. And then meanwhile, LeBron James is gallivanting in the background, being like, everybody come join me in LA. He's like, you a rookie? You get traded. Anthony, 
come over here. <laughs> like, hey, David West. He's like, hey, you manage, you're the GM of the of the Pelicans. How about you trade my boy to LA? Or David Griffin. Yeah. David, hey, David. Hey, David. I know you was my GM and I like you, but trade me Anthony Davis so I can win one of them titles for Kobe. He's like, you remember that time I got you your first chip? Uh, how about you help me get four? Time to pay it back, bitch. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> All right, so we asked you the trivia question. Ron just called him up at like 3 o'clock in the morning. That's what it is. <laughs> hey, David, it's time to pay you that shit back, bitch. <laughs> He's like, he sounds like the Warriors on the phone. Warriors. David. Come out to pay it. <laughs> it's <Jimmy> Davis. <laughs> <laughs> so we asked you at the beginning of the podcast who holds a single season ra- sack record for defensive backs you would you like to wager a guess old chachi chacherson ty law oh that's a great guess be wrong wrong uh, let me try again dre bly <laughs> no no not him <laughs> Uh, Andre Hall. Andre Hall. Uh, Cortland Innigan. Because <laughs> you got the F beat out of him. Because Andre beat the F out of him. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Wrong, 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 wrong. And the answer is Jamal Adams. Oh, I know the, that guy. Of the Seattle Seahawks. He has eight and a half sacks this year in 2020. We we talked about this earlier in another edition of the podcast. I don't remember what episode, but Jamal Adams is getting blitzed over 50% of the snaps that he plays. If you go look at Jamal Adams' snap count, it's like 99%. It's, it is Adam Gase's fault, bro. It's, it's 99% of the, of the snaps. So the games that he plays, he plays 99% of the snaps. That means – 50% of the snaps he's rushing the passer because the Seattle Seahawks cannot rush the <laughs> rush the pass, bro. Unreal. Like, for, for, for those of you out there who are not very like who cannot put this into context, the Seattle Seahawks literally cannot literally cannot get pressure with their front seven, so they have to blitz their safety. And he leads the team with eight and a half sacks. That is four more sacks than anyone else on the team. Four. Four, four. more than men you pay to actually rush the pass. Like, are you kidding me? You, you pay seven to- men in the box to get to the passer, and Jamal Adams from 20 yards in the secondary is getting to the quarterback. You want to know? <laughs> you want to know how many total sacks the Seahawks have this year? Uh, 12 and a half. <laughs> they have, they have 36 and a half, dude. <laughs> Jamal Adams literally has 25% of the Seahawks snacks from a defensive back position. <laughs> do you ever think he just sits back there and he's like, oh, oh. You know what, guys? I'll t- I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it, you bitches. <laughs> you know what? Yo, fine, fine. 
I'll do it. All right. Is that what you want? Is that what you guys want? <laughs> then he goes and sacks the quarterbacks, right? Like he rushes a few times, doesn't get a sack, looks back. He's like, damn, we're all the way back here. All right, I'll do it. And he goes and covers somebody. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, this drive is going pretty well. You guys wouldn't mind if I sacked your quarterback, would you? <laughs> oh, third long? I better play coverage. It's just unreal, dude. Another player that leaves Adam Gase puts up statistics. Like, Kalen fucking Bellage was a thing this hey. year. Hey, we feel for you, Sam Darnold. We're here for you if you need help. Blink twice if you need help. What is this, Britney Spears? <laughs> Which, when all the fans were like, wear yellow if you need us to do something. In the very next video, she wears yellow. She's talking in, to them in code, bro. She wants out of her controlling parents' lot, and she can't do it, dude. She's fucked. They have all her money, dude. Oh, my God. I Yeah, I don't even want to get into that conspiracy theory. It's not I'll, the judge. I'll, the judge I'll hit you with a good one. the dad, bro. I'll, I'll hit you with a good one. Avril Lavigne died, and Hollywood created a clone of Avril Lavigne. All right, you got to send me some details off the line. I like to hear this one, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> also, have you seen a baby pigeon? <laughs> Check us out on socials. Shout out social media, Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303. I'm Nick Morahan. I'm with Jermaine. I will check you guys later. Bright app. Hey, Room 303 listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? Then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options, with PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up, and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code ROOM303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify.